Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 206. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. The average person spends $18,000 a year on non-essentials, but only $3,600 a year on personal development. Our mind is our most powerful tool. It's time to start investing in it. Learn exactly how to change what you think, believe, and feel, and get past self-limiting beliefs that may have been holding you back for years. Start investing in your most valuable asset, your mind. Join 143 other students that have already pre-enrolled in my Mindset Bootcamp course. Click the link in the show notes to pre-enroll today. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. We all have the same amount of time, yet many of us are looking for more. The challenge is that it's finite and in great demand. Some have made the time for doing the things they love doing, while others have allowed the constant demands and pressures and responsibilities of life to dictate their days. It's time that we start reclaiming our time and create the life that we want. So, how can we gain more time out of our days? What are some tips to gain greater efficiency and reclaim the time that we have? Number one, start tomorrow today. Before you go to bed, make a list of everything you need to do the next day. This serves two purposes. One, it allows us to pull things out of our mind and get them down on either a piece of paper or an app, which can help us fall asleep, which means we're getting proper rest to attack tomorrow and give our energy to the things 
that matter. And two, it allows us to have a clear vision, intentions, and goals for the following day, ensuring that we don't just spend our days aimlessly wandering. This also has a way of motivating us to get out of bed, excited about tomorrow, rather than anxious or stressed about what tomorrow might bring. We wake up with a clear vision and understanding of what needs to be tackled for the day. Starting tomorrow today can also be very simple things that at a glance seem irrelevant but add up over the course of a week. For example, taking the time each night to lay out your clothes for the following day, putting dishes away the night before, filling your coffee maker or simply adding water to your Keurig, meal prepping for the week. These tasks seem so small, but when in boot up mode, can seem interruptive and distracting from more critical tasks. It's not only the time it takes, but the mental energy it takes away from us in the morning. This energy could be dedicated to more critical tasks. Number two, automate and delegate. You don't have to do everything yourself. We need to leverage automation if possible or learn to delegate tasks. Technology has now gotten to the point where we can automate a number of things in our lives from appointments, scheduling, auto shipping items, using Google Docs and Sheets or Apple files to link documents and devices, setting reminders on smart devices or on our phones, to paying bills. There are a number of options and resources. These apps allow us to set and forget the repetitive things in our lives. And when this happens, we no longer need to dedicate the time to them which frees us again up to focus on the core drivers of our success. It is critical that we understand what our time is worth and ask ourselves, is this worth my time and energy? For example, if you have the ability financially to have someone clean your house or do yard work, it may be financially beneficial that you hire externally rather than take your valuable time that could be put to better use. Working on tasks and projects that create a bigger return in your life. The dollar amount may seem like it's more, but when we look at input and output reward, it might make more sense to hire someone else to do a certain task. Now, switching gears to delegating. Maybe you have a difficult time delegating tasks. Ask yourself, do I have the ability at my current job or with my business to delegate tasks? It's never a one-person show. This is why we have teams. We have people around us. As the African proverb goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Leaving Everything on our plate is unrealistic and normally leads to burnout. We need to audit our days and ask ourselves, 
Am I running my days efficiently? What can I automate and delegate in my life? A little bonus when it comes to these audits. Ask yourself, am I taking on too much? If the answer is yes, it's a good opportunity to start saying that powerful and freeing word, no. Say no if there are too many things on your shoulders. Accepting everything may make us a people pleaser, but it comes at the cost of our mental health and not having enough time for ourselves. Number three, be organized. Being disorganized is a much bigger deal than you think. Such a big deal, in fact, that most people waste an average of 4.3 hours per week just looking for papers. That's a ridiculous statistic. Those that have an organized work area are able to work 7.5 minutes longer without feeling distracted. That might not sound like a lot of time, but that time can make all the difference. And the craziest statistic is that organized desks increase productivity and persistence by 84%. Now, what's really impressive is that this doesn't even take into account the psychological effects. Having an organized workspace means we're more likely to make healthier food choices, improve mental stability, increase productivity, more likely to sleep better, improved focus, and a reduction in stress. So, how can we easily declutter and organize our space? I like to make it a weekly habit to organize my work area. I normally take Friday to clean things up, meaning I throw out or recycle any unnecessary documents. However, I prefer keeping things digital, which means less chance of documents piling up and the ability to access them wherever I am, empty the trash, dust, vac, clean off your laptop, keyboard, mouse, desktop. All of these things are not only helpful to keep our environment organized, but they can also be very therapeutic. Now, some may need to stay on top of this more frequently. It's easy for for me to stay organized. For some, that may be more challenging. And if that's the case, set a reminder at the end of each day to tidy up for 5 to 10 minutes. The idea is that we declutter our surroundings infrequently. Now, stepping away from physical organization, there's also the digital organization. Keeping our desktop decluttered, keeping our digital files Organize. This way, it's easier to locate documents. Organizing our days. Leveraging our calendar to ensure the most efficient days are being planned. Organizing tasks. And here's a little trick for laying out tasks. Give them a rating. One being less impactful to five being very impactful. You don't want to create a scale that is any larger as it will become too tedious and will start to feel like a task on its own. The purpose of this exercise is to create and define a threshold. Maybe your threshold is anything you determine that's below a three can get tossed and anything above it is a value to you and your mission and gets placed on your to-do list with a reasonable timeline. 
The issue with just throwing things on our to-do list and not spending the time evaluating their impact is things start to feel crowded. When we have tasks that are piling up, chances are the percentage of accomplishing those singular tasks drops drastically. And when the end of the day comes around and we haven't done that thing, we feel disheartened. And that feeling in itself will create a distraction that pulls us off course. When everything is important, nothing is important. A little bonus, I like to use batch processing throughout my day as well. So what's batch processing? This is where we chunk tasks together so we don't waste time transitioning back and forth. A great example would be emails. Of majority of us are guilty of checking our email all day long. Things like marking emails as unread so we can respond later. Wasting time because we read the email, mark it as unread, go back later and reread, and then respond. While these actions may seem harmless, they add up throughout the day. They also just pile on top of our already long to-do lists. Rather than this normal behavior, we can batch process, meaning we address emails in the morning, afternoon, and at the end of the day, never in between or at random times. Now, this could be twice a day if that works for you. The idea is that we don't bounce back and forth burning time and energy. Another piece of advice that I've found to be a game changer. We need to stop checking our emails first thing in the morning. Think about it. If we've set clear intentions for the day, once we open our email, we're immediately bombarded with requests and others looking for a response. Those requests and responses mean that we're beginning our day with things that we didn't plan on. This is a sure way to rob us of time and sanity. Number four, identify your most productive times. These moments are critical to identify. By identifying these productive time periods, we are able to ensure that we assign and complete our most important and difficult tasks in those periods with minimal interruptions. These important tasks consume greater time if there are interruptions. So assigning them to our productive time slots ensures the greatest efficiency. Now, you may be wondering, how do I identify my most productive times? One way is by simply understanding when you feel like you're doing your best work. If that doesn't help, over the course of a week or two, Jot down any moments that you feel like you're on a roll. Note the time. Over the course of the week or two, try to identify if there's a pattern, a specific block of time between those days or weeks. A little side note, our most productive time doesn't necessarily need to fit within a nine to five. It could be earlier. It could be later. Try considering times outside of the societal norm, especially if that's what comes naturally to you. Another tactic, process of elimination, 
meaning we identify and track the moments when we need a pick-me-up. Those moments would not be an ideal time to assign our most important and difficult tasks. By process of elimination and tracking during the week, we can easily identify these times. And finally, when we find these productive time periods, block them off. Block them off on your calendar. These are precious moments. Reserve those slots for your most important tasks. That way, the chance of completing those things drastically increases and drastically reduces the chance of spilling into your evening or weekend or even worse, backing up your day and week. Number five, identify your time wasters. Taking five or ten minutes to identify these time wasters can be critical to long-term change and success because during this analysis, we end up realizing just how much time we actually waste on certain items or habits. A simple way that we can understand some of those time wasters, if you have an iPhone, Go into your settings and type screen time into the search bar at the top. Once in that screen time settings, you can click see all activity. You can toggle between week and day. This starts to paint a very clear picture on how we're using our phones and which apps we're spending the most time on. When thinking about just the day, it may not seem like a lot of time, but when we zoom out for a week and think about these behaviors compounded in a month, it might start to indicate which behaviors need to be shifted based on where we're wasting our most time. So how can we correct course? If you're on the same screen, you'll see a section labeled most used. These are all of the apps and the total time that you spend on them. If you click one of those apps, you'll be brought to another screen that shows the total time. And at the very bottom, you'll see add limit. If you click that, you can set the desired limit, five minutes, an hour, 10 minutes, whatever you feel appropriate. So five minutes before you've hit that limit with that particular app, you'll receive a notification allowing you to snap out of your days and exit out of the app. It also makes it so that particular app on your home screen is dark when you've hit that time limit. So when you click that particular app, you will see a time glass with the words time limit. You've reached your limit on whatever particular app it is. If this doesn't work, remove the app altogether off your phone. These small tricks can make a world of difference. We need to train our brain to spend time on things that are useful and impactful rather than wasting that time. Another area most of us find time wasted, meetings that are too long. Try to keep meetings and calls short. If you're the one setting the meeting, ask yourself, can we get this done in 30 minutes or less? Have I set a clear agenda? Keeping your meeting short and concise as possible. We discussed checking emails earlier. Assign specific times to address those emails. Create a to-do list. I discussed giving a rating to your tasks earlier. But zooming out, 
getting our thoughts down on a piece of paper or a task management app or software can be life-changing. It helps to pull the clutter out of our mind and articulate the task in a more concise manner, helping us to avoid wasting time. Lastly, we need to be aware of busy work or busy tasks that we assign ourselves. This is work or tasks that seem productive, but only serve to keep us busy. We need to be thoughtful about input and what the output will return. By understanding this equation, we can better understand what's most critical and what's filler. Busy work has many causes, but the result is that time passes and we haven't done anything of real value. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how to gain more time out of your day. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.